Let's pray together. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She bent over to look in the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them, that he had said these things to her. On the evening on that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, and the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you for this season of Lent, for this journey that we were on in 2021. Thank you, Lord, for your suffering, for choosing the cup. and for your death and your resurrection, which we're celebrating here today. Because of your resurrection, we have life and life to the full. And because of your resurrection, we have the Holy Spirit and we have access to a holy God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the cross, for the bridge, that have brought us again to enter your holy throne once again. Lord, we are joyful today. We are grateful today for all that you have done in us and through us and that you will continue to do in us and through us in this one life and the rest of this life that we may live. Lord, we just want to honor you today. We are thankful and we are joyful today. Blessed be your name. Praise be to God. May his name be praised forever. So guys, we transition now to our Easter service with the message. I pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth, the words that I'm about to speak, Lord, and the meditation of all of our hearts, oh God, for those who are listening here today in the audience. Lord, may it be pleasing in your sight, oh, oh Lord, for you know everything from the inside out, for there's nothing that can be hidden from you, oh God. When the light shines, everything will be exposed and be shown for what it is. Lord, we are broken today. Lord, we are hungry and thirsty for you today. 
Speak to us, Lord, for your servant is listening. Watch over us, Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. We pray all these things in your precious son, Jesus Christ, and we pray. And God's people pray, amen and amen. What a joyous day. The king is here. Embrace his resurrection. Embrace not only his death, which we did on Good Friday, but his life. Embrace the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, let's turn to our neighbor and say, Happy Easter. Happy resurrection, everyone. He is risen. Prophecy has been fulfilled. It is a joyous day for Jesus Christ has risen because of the resurrection. And because of the resurrection, we all now have a new life in Christ Jesus because of the resurrection. Because of his death and his resurrection, he is no longer just remaining in the crucifix, But he has come down from the cross, he has come out from the grave, he has come out from the tomb, and he is alive and well. And as he told Mary and the disciples, peace be with you. His peace is on us. His peace is on our children. His peace is on our generation today, especially with everything that's happening around this time. Right now, during this current time, with everything happening with the pandemic and everything that has been happening in the year 2020 and 2021, his peace is with us. Emmanuel, God with us, is here with us. Amen? Romans chapter 5, verse 9 through 11 tells us this. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall be saved through his life? Not only is it so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. It says, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life because of his life everything has been reconciled in christ through jesus christ our lord jesus christ is risen in this earthly life and the life after a life for eternity we have hope in christ no more tears and no more pain we now wait for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, where all things will be restored, judged. It says in Isaiah chapter 65, 17 to 25, the title says, New heavens and a new earth. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. 
the one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For there will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them, before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Before even a word comes out of your mouth, the Lord will know and he will hear us, it says. Lion and the lamb will live together. There will no longer be division. There will no longer be cursing. There will be blessing. There will be no more miscarriages where they lose their children through birth. There will no longer be death in an old age for an old man or an old woman to die in their old age. It says everything will be restored, it says. It says there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And it goes on, Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 7. It goes on, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth as a vision from John, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his disciple, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cause. From the spring of the water of life, those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Again, this isn't for everybody. This isn't for those who are unbelievers, but for those who are a child of God, who are part of God's kingdom. I will be their God, and they will be my children. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, are those who are in Christ. Amen? Amen. You have access to this well, this water, unlimited water, this peace that comes with God. When Jesus said, peace be with you, it comes only to those who are in Christ Jesus, not to those who are unbelievers. And as Christians today, what a joyous day it is. Because of Christ, we have life and life to the full. This is guaranteed for those who are children of God. Are you a child of God? 
your answer is yes, then this is a promise for you. I am making everything new. Revelation chapter 22, verse 3 to 5, very short. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Prophecy has been fulfilled. The day has come. We have victory in Christ Jesus. Depression is gone. Loneliness is gone. Anguish is gone. Fear is gone. Sadness is gone. But even though this life is broken and you will get sick and we will go through hardships and suffering in this life, we have hope in Christ through any and any and every circumstance, any situation. Amen? The day is coming. The day has come. The day is coming. When? Pain will pass away. Agony will pass away. Sadness will pass away. Sickness will pass away. For those who have a family member who are sick or have lost a loved one due to sickness, disability will pass away. Division will pass away. Strife and hatred will pass away. Even when this life ends, and all of us, we will take the final breath on this earth, that one day we will. That day is coming. It will. It will. Even when our enemy, the greatest enemy, Satan and death, it says death will pass away. Death will no longer have power over us anymore. For we'll be resurrected with Christ. Amen? It is finished. It is finished. How, you ask? How? Because he lives. We don't serve a God who is dead. We serve a living God. Amen? Our God is alive. He is a living God. He is here today. He was here yesterday. He is here today. And he is here forever. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And he will always be here with us, even when this earth pass away. Because he lives. Because of his resurrection. Because of today. Because of Easter. So I have three Ps for us, real quick, before we go ahead and we go into our communion. First P, person. New person. New person meaning new life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, again, that's the key, in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Your new life must be evident. Your new life must now be different from your old life, from your past life. You no longer walk in the path of wickedness, in the path that you used to walk in. You don't walk in the path of the wicked with others who commit wickedness. 
but you walk in the path of light. You are a new creation. You are a new person. You have new life in Christ. We all have our personal testimonies. Growing up, right, choosing between God or your friends, your desires, your wantings. I pray that your testimony will be that you are a new person in Christ. Amen? Number two, new purpose. Purpose, purpose, purpose. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is what? The Lord's purpose that prevails. When I say purpose, when I say new purpose, I'm talking about Lord's purpose, not our own purpose, not our own dreams, not what we want for ourselves. God's purpose for us. We all have talents that we have received from God. Yes, all of us, we have received talents from God. And in the past or even now, for those who are listening, we even right now, we use our talents for our own, our own glory. But now, because we are a new person, we are a new creation in Christ, because I have a new life in Christ, now we use our new life with the purpose, we use them for His purpose and for His glory, and it is Lord's purpose that will prevail, it says in Proverbs 19.21. Remember Matthew, who was a tax collector, and he used for his own benefit. Tax collectors were known as traitors, for they would betray their own people, take money from his own people, the Jewish people, and give it to the Roman Empire. And they were hated within their community. But when Jesus said, come, follow me, and when Matthew became a new disciple, a new person, he used his ability, his talents, not to collect money and to steal from his people, but to write. Hence, we have the book of Matthew, the first book of the gospel and the gospels that we have. He no longer used his talent for his own glory, but he used it to give glory to God for God's purpose, the first gospel among the gospels that we have today. You know, it breaks my heart when I hear of artists, especially young artists. You know, you know you're getting old when athletes are younger than you and like artists are younger than you, like singers, like they're younger than you. It's crazy. And it breaks my heart, especially uh, when I see the younger generation and it happens even in our generation, my generation, even the generation that came before me. It breaks my heart when, and I think to myself, how awesome it would be if they can just use their talents for God. But right now, these days, we have little rappers. It's always the little ones, right? L-I-L, Lil, right? These youngins, right, they come, and they come in, and they sell their souls. They sell their talents. They give it to Satan, and they allow Satan to use them in a way where their talents are used for their own glory. And they're blinded. They think that this is everything. But you are blessed, and it is not a waste when you use your talents for God. It is not a waste when you go to summer, to summer mission trips in the summer to use your profession, to use the blessing, the calling that God has given you to use it for God, to give God all the glory. It is not a waste in the kingdom of God. May we be like Matthew. May we be like Paul, Bartholomew, Philip, Andrew, James, John, James, Nathaniel, all the disciples who came 
Let us use our talents for God, no longer for our own, for, for a new purpose that is found in Christ. When I say new purpose, it's God's purpose. Amen? And last point number three, passion. New passion. We now have new passion. And I want to say this very clearly. All passions are not good. People are passionate for many things. There are many things that we are passionate about. But not all passions are good, are godly and good, and it is good for you. It could be very wicked and crooked as well. You could have passion for collecting, I don't know, bones or something. That's crazy. Like, that's weird. Like, Josh likes collecting rocks. No, I'm kidding. He really does. I see him collecting rocks, like Shawshank Redemption. He's outside collecting rocks. <laughs> if you, you only understand if you know the movie. We all have passions, good passions, godly passions, and bad passions. But we must have godly passion. Certain passions can be very toxic. But may your passions now be for the things of God, not of yourselves, not self-centeredness, but of godliness. Ephesians 2.3 tells us all of us also lived among them at one time. Yes, that's true, all of us. What? What do we do? It says gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. May you find new passion, godly passion that is found in Christ. For me, I love airplanes, I love the airports, I love to travel, but for me, I don't know what vacation is. For me, vacation is doing mission work, and I have passion for missions. That's where we go every year, you know, again, relatively not that young, not that old, but have many experience with missions, plus 30 mission trips, more than even older individuals. Why? Because that is a passion that God has placed in my heart. Even if I don't go, and especially during this pandemic, we weren't able to go on the airplane, we were able to give and help with this passion through finances. We gave to LifeReach, we helped with Pastor Rolex, with LifeReach, We've been giving with missions, and we can give many ways where we can do the passion for God in the right way, even though we may not be able to do it physically. That's why I encourage young people to step up. A time is coming where I'm going to become too old to go physically on missions. Maybe I could help train in the background. And then the young people who have energy and youth and strength, they're the ones who will go. It's about passing the baton and teaching the right foundation with the right conviction, with its right passion, with the right passion for God. So may you have a new passion, godly passion for God today. Again, three Ps, new person, new purpose, and new passion. Amen. With that, closing with this, Before we do our time of communion,
I want to end and close with the story of Lazarus. And Lazarus is a powerful story because Lazarus was a person whom Jesus loved. Jesus loved these three siblings, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, the youngest. And in this story, you know, I love Lazarus because he's like us, right? Growing up, just wanting to be with Christ, loving him, and to have a relationship with him. And it says he came to be ill. And in the story, it says he dies. And again, Lazarus is like us, dead in our sins, lost in this world, like an orphan. But through Christ, through the words of Christ, because our God is a living God, Jesus Christ is the living God, Lazarus, he comes back to life. He was once dead, but now he is alive. Just like us, we were once dead in our sins, but now we are alive in Christ. Through his death and through his resurrection, we have come to have life, and not just life on this earth when things are hard and difficult. And non-Christians, non-believers won't understand. But we have this joy that comes within us, even when I am going, undergoing suffering and trials and hardship in my life. Because my hope is not found in myself. Because suffering is to be expected. Hardships are to be expect, expected. But I have Christ who is yoked with me. He is yoked with me neck to neck. And his burden is light and easy. And he helps me in every situation, every circumstance to help in this life, to be victorious in this life. Not only in this life, but even when we find death and we face that death and that final day, we'll be raised again. We will rise again. We will no longer be in the grave, but we have eternity with Christ that is found in Christ, hope in Christ that is found in Him and Him alone. And in the story it says, John 11, not on the screen, but it says on His arrival, Jesus Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. So you could imagine his body was rotting. Beyond lost, hopeless. It says the story goes on. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming. She went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Again, who went out? Martha. Remember Martha, the one who gets the bad rap? Who tells Jesus, Jesus, why aren't you telling Mary to work? And Jesus tells Martha, 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 you're concerned about all the wrong things. What Mary is doing is beautiful in my sight. She is here to listen to me and listen to my words. She's focused on me. But here, Martha, she is redeemed in the story. Martha is an amazing woman. She went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Verse 21, Lord, 
Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother Lazarus would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered. And what did she say? I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Again, Martha usually gets the bad rap. But take a look at how Martha responds to Jesus. And I pray that this will be your answer as well. Do you believe this? Jesus is asking you, do you believe this? Do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that there is life after the life that you have here? That there is an eternal life after this? That there is heaven or hell? Do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Take a look at what she says. Yes, Lord, she replied. Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. If you could please bow your heads with me. Just with our eyes closed. The question that Jesus asked, do you believe? Do you believe? This is the only part in the scripture where Jesus, he weeps, he wept for the body and the life of Lazarus. Do you believe? Please, may your answers be this morning. May your answer be, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe. I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe that you are the Son of God who is to come into this world. I believe you, Lord. I believe in you. I believe in the death and the resurrection of my Lord Jesus Christ. I believe. I believe. And if you believe, I want to invite you to accept this truth. Accept the love and the relationship of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you place our right hand to the left side of our chest? For those who are already saved, for those who are already Christians, just go ahead and recommit your heart and your passion, your new life, new person, new purpose to God. Remind yourself that you are a new person, a new being. Remind yourself that you have new purpose in God, in Christ, that is found in Christ Jesus. For it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. Remind yourself of finding passion, godly passion, that is in Christ. And for those who have never accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, I invite you to accept Him and say, Yes, Lord, I believe you are the resurrection and the life. I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Can we pray together? Can we come? Can we commit our hearts? Let's give our lives and our hearts to our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is, who is alive and the one who is here today. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, before you, God, right now. I pray that we will humble ourselves, that we will humble ourselves and turn to you, Lord. Lord, like Lazarus, but we all, we're all dead in our sins. 
we have now been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him for if while we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son how much more having been reconciled shall we be saved through his life not only is it so but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received reconciliation Lord thank you for the hope and the life that I have because of your resurrection, oh God. Thank you for living in this life and living, God, and just living so humbly, living broken and dying on the cross for me and for us, oh God. Thank you for this death, for your death and your resurrection. God, through your resurrection, we have hope and hope of everlasting that is found for all of eternity that is found in Christ. We thank you. We love you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Take all the glory of the service for yourself. We honor you. We love you today. For all these things. Your precious son. Your precious son. The precious cross. The precious blood. The precious body that was broken for me. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ. The priceless grace and the priceless mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray in God's people. Pray, Amen, and Amen. Now, with our eyes closed, we're gonna transition now to our time of our communion before God. And this is what I want to say as an introduction. If you have not been baptized yet, 
again, I'm going to say it again. If you have not been baptized yet, instead of partaking in today's communion, I encourage you to take this time to reflect and to pray. Why? Since baptism is a public profession of one's faith, you are letting the world know, you are letting everyone know that you are now a new creation in Christ. You are a disciple of Christ. Because since baptism is a public profession of one's faith, I urge you to wait until you have been baptized first. So now, first step, you must first believe that you have died with Christ and that you have resurrected with Christ to live this new life. Amen? This communion which we are doing now is an invitation of one's ongoing, continual, and renewal of one's faith. So again, if you are not a believer, please let this communion, please let the bread and the cup pass you by. But to those who partake in it, in an unworthy manner, without examining and discerning themselves, will be guilty of sinning against our Lord Jesus Christ and will bring judgment on themselves. Now, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, I invite you today to partake in today's communion. Let us pray. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we commit our hearts to you, O God. We remind ourselves of what this bread and this drink represents. It represents the body that was broken and beaten for me. The blood and the water that came out of your, of your side when the spear was inflicted upon your flesh on the side and the blood that poured out for me. 
the blood that washes away all sin, all guilt, and all shame. The blood that washes away and makes us clean as white as snow. God, we remember today of your death, not just your death, but your resurrection on this day of Easter. Because you live, we live. Because you live, I live. And I am able to partake in this communion. So God, as you partake in this communion, we partake it with humility and with honor and with reverence, oh God. We honor you today. We love you. We give our hearts and our lives to you. I want to encourage you to keep on praying. May you not take this in an unworthy manner, but may you understand the purpose behind all this, why we are doing this, and the meaning of what it means to partake in this communion. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. This is my flesh. This bread is my flesh, which I will give to the life of this world. The blood, whoever drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. left and to your right you guys can keep your eyes closed if you want you can keep praying but when you're ready don't take too long right two minutes is a little long when you're ready if you could just make a line where ronnie is to your right to my left and we're gonna just go around and you're gonna step once you receive the communion the bread and the drink you're gonna take it and you're gonna go around the table and you're gonna go back to your seat please do not drink and eat it yet until you're able to do so. So right now when you're ready, one by one, if you could just make a line right here to my left. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ. And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. For we all share the one loaf. Amen. And that's the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Reminder of the bread. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Please go ahead and take the bread when you're ready.
Now, reminder of the blood. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is not new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This cup that we're about to drink is known as a cup of redemption. Redemption means to buy back what was lost, like the story of Hosea and Gomer, where he pursued after his wife. It's a covenant, a guarantee, a contract, a promise, a vow, a pledge, a bond that has been sealed with an oath. Therefore, as you drink this, let us remember. Remember today, remember this today, and do not forget why you're drinking this, that you are forgiven. Your past, your present, and your future. So please go ahead and take the cup. Amen. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone out to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Lord, thank you for the reminder of the bread and for the reminder of the blood. The new covenant that is found in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the body that was broken for me. Lord, we do all this remembrance of you. Lord, we just thank you for this joy that we have that is found in Christ. Thank you that God, that through your son, the the one who died, the one who loved me, the one who died for me, through him and in him, I have life and life to the full. So God, we bless your name. We rejoice today on this joyous and on this glorious day. And pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and we pray. And God's people pray, amen and amen. Exhausting life has deprived me from His grace. Let us sing together. Exhausting life has deprived me from His Yeah. Hey.